Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, good afternoon and welcome to the Run Home with John and Fletch. It is Friday, you know what, you, you know what that means. It means it's Friday fun times. Normally it's the prof and the sock sitting in here. But boy, do I have a treat for you this afternoon. <laughs> that, that laugh is probably Australia's most recognised laugh. That's right. Yes. I'm joined this afternoon by... The great man, Mark Bosnich. Professor, how are you, my friend? I'm well, And Bozo. how's all the listeners out there? Have you explained to ever Brooksy, Marky are with us as well. Hello to both of you. Dave as well. Dave, down there in Melbourne. Dave. G'day, G'day buddy. How are you? You all right, mate? Yeah, I know good. spending time with Jimmy Smith can be a little bit, <laughs> you know, but uh, you, you'll, you'll have a different vibe this time, my friend. Anyway, just to explain <laughs> to everyone, we're at the Sporting Globe because there's renovations being done at the SEN offices. Yeah, correct? Yes. And is that, did I say that right thing, Sporting Globe? Yes, yeah? you did. At yes, King yeah. Street Wharf, which is my neighbourhood. Mm. So, um, yes. Come you, on down you and, have, and visit us. Well, if you wish to, but more importantly, <laughs> you know, we had, a, we had a massive meeting about an hour ago of who to get on, and obviously we, well, we've all got our little black books in terms of what time. But I said today, you know, let's engage the people that matter, the fans of all the sports, especially football. You've got the derby on tomorrow, the Sydney derby, Sydney FC versus Western Sydney Wanderers. I want cricket fans to ring in. We're, we're going to talk about that. You know, you have to say, and I'm saying this from another sporting perspective as well, an unbelievable performance last week to win a World Cup final away from home in front of 120, 130 odd thousand fans was an absolutely fantastic achievement. So any other thing, basketball, anything that's going on, please call in. We want to engage. Now, Professor, you and Brooksy are, are passing little messages to each other. What's mm. going on? I... We're just saying how good your opener was then. Oh, right. Bozo. Okay. Now, Bozo, there are some things that I need to get through, though. And I tell you, when you look at the roster and you see yeah. that you're on with the Bozo, you know that your work is it's down to about 15% no, it's of not. the lifting no, it's not. that I, I need I'm to do. I'm trying to lift you all because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I listen to the show and I won't mention individuals. No, no you no, can. No, no, go, no, go on. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll, I'll wait for a little bit. It's just Friday afternoon, like you said. But, you know, number one, concentrate on sport, guys. Yeah. Yeah, souffle Fletch. Yeah, had to cook souffle. Yeah, and number two, I don't want to hear about possible prime ministers, Missile. Yeah, I want to hear about sport, buddy. Yeah, especially the, the two you nominated. God. Who <laughs> no, did you nominate? They... Well, we won't go into detail because I actually <laughs> well, think those mate, two gentlemen are nice people, but not for prime minister. Okay. He tossed up yeah. Mark Burris and he tossed up Peter Volandis. Oh, Peter Volandis, maybe. Mark Burris, I, I just know. don't think prime minister. You know, Mark Burris would be a wonderful finance minister. Treasurer. I think he'd be a great, you know, yep. treasurer. But... I'm actually defeating my own argument. We're here to talk about sport. If anything else comes in, great. But we're here to talk okay. about sport. If we okay. want to listen to news and views, and whatever, there's plenty of other stations to listen to. Don't worry about that. Well, Amy has the news as well this afternoon. Oh, yes. well, we love listening to Amy. Yeah. Just like that. She's yeah? great. Yeah? Uh, and I need to do this. I need to, I need to say hello to Sydney, but also Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Hello, Brisbane and Gold Coast. How are you all? They are listening in. Uh, also, wherever you are listening in around the world, maybe you're in Manchester. You yeah. Know, and who was that? 
wonderful goalkeeper we had all those years ago. Yeah. He's on the air. Yeah. Send yeah. a note. Let us yeah. know where you're listening New from. New Zealand, New Zealand, right? Yes. New well, Zealand. Well, the Kiwis, uh, they're going to join us at 4 p.m. as well. But if you're listening on the app in New Zealand, oh, okay. text in double eight double three. Hawaii's. Yeah. Kia ora and good evening. Very good. Auckland, new new uh, A League football team over there. Tell us how that's going to go. You yeah. think there's a lot of people that have got conflicting opinions in terms of which way they went in terms of the the people who bid for the franchise. So. Give us a call in. Tell us if you've got anything to say. We would like to know. And, uh, and and that's it. Let's go. Let's get let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. Now, I do need to do a shout-out also to the people that are listening on the podcast. Probably, uh, I don't know, it might be Saturday morning. Maybe it's Sunday evening. Um, it's uh, wherever you listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello to you. Hopefully, you enjoy the show. Also, just a reminder, we are on YouTube. For those YouTube lovers out there, get, in, uh, get on there and have a look for Joel and Fletch is what you need to search for, and then subscribe. Now, the Tradie Hour is thanks to Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Now, listen to this. Okay, what's that? What's PPE? Protective what? Uh, PPE is, uh, we heard it a lot during COVID, uh, personal protection environment. Oh, I don't know. Go. I right. should Good remember job. that. Equipment. Equipment, okay. that was it, remember? Yeah, right. very good. So, uh, on That's the it. show, you've lined up um, a friend of the show. Uh, and I? a friend of all of ours, the P-Man. Oh, Adam Peacock. Yep. He's the best, the very best of what he does. Outstanding. He is. So he's just been working on the races for seven. He's been doing Willow Talk, <laughs> uh, a cricket podcast. I'll tell you where he's just been. He's been at a, a charity lunch, which I, I, I helped in, the Tour of the Cure charity lunch. It was a wonderful thing, to be honest, to raise money for sarcoma cancer. Um, and uh, he, he was just there with me, as, as well, Graham Richardson as well, the, one of our greatest politicians ever. And I just want to say to all those people and some of the stories that we heard um, to say, you know, our thoughts are with you all. And some of the money that was being raised was absolutely phenomenal. Well done to everybody involved. Go on, well done, Bozo. Good that you went from that on a Friday afternoon into this. This will get go. you going. Uh, so the other one is uh, SEN Tracks, Dean Watling. He'll be joining Dino. us. We've had Dean on a few Fridays in a row, Have haven't we, Brooksy? Yeah, he's been a... A fan favourite on the podcast and realm. He's, he's horse racing, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's going to talk about horse tracks. racing or how to make a pizza? A bit of both. Uh, Canterbury tonight, <laughs> pizza, pizza tonight, Canterbury. and then Kembla Grange for the gong tomorrow. Right, okay. For, for You went like that. Yeah, they've got a big gong down there, Bozza, at right. Kembla Grange on the south coast of New South Wales. All right, and that's their, racing. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's Mate, when you went big... like that, we, I mean, people can't see what you did, Brooks. When you went like that, I thought you meant golf, yeah? He was swinging real his arm. Wristy, oh, wasn't no, it? Wristy, yeah. Yeah. Playing yeah, along okay. at home. Uh, no, no, just, keep going, Professor. Just, thank you, mate. I've got to get through all this paperwork. Go, and on, we go, can go just mate. Come on. Come it on. is a reminder that we are coming to you live from the Sporting Globe. All this, well, we've just finished up this week. This is our last show. And we've had a wonderful time down here at the Sporting Globe. But if you are in and around King Street Wharf this evening, come in, say good day. We are we're down the back, aren't we, Bozo? If you had to describe where we are, we're kind of in the bowels. Well, pretty much so, yeah, we are. We are. We're, 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 I'm looking at the kitchen over there, and I've got to say the chefs are doing a fantastic job as the food looks really good. This is where this is the engine room, basically. Yes. Absolutely. Not, uh, you know, if we're talking about, you're talking about sort of making a comparison to a ship. Not a good place if, if the ship's going to go down, but it's not a ship. <laughs> so it's okay. Let's go. Let's go. So, let's go. Let's move so on. So we would be in the galley, is what you'd say. If oh, I love that. See, you know that. So it's so brilliant. Thank so you, brilliant. Mate. You're wasted here, buddy. Uh, now, there is a Christmas party. What you can hear is there is that is uh, Christmas merriment. Um, oh, is it? And good tidings that are happening around us. Um, there's, oh, right. To the right of us, I'm just describing for people at home, there's a group of, I'd say, Brooksy, what do you reckon in there? 20 to 35? Oh, I'm going high. I'm going high. 40 to 50. 40 to 55. Yeah. And then to our left, there's uh, about, I don't know, 20 over there. They're all celebrating Christmas. Bozo, I want you to take Go. a quick guess. Obviously, we're going to talk sport. You've been uh, yeah. pushing that. 
What sort of uh, business do you think this is? What are they um, selling? What are they doing? I know, usually down here, like I said, there's my neighbourhood, so it's literally five minutes' walk mm. from here. The overwhelming majority of businesses are pretty much finance industry. So that, that, that's what, it, you know. You've also got Football Australia's offices for the time being, which are very, very close, but it's not them because I'd recognise some of them. Mm -hmm. But, like, the majority, and remember, for those who don't know, in Sydney, so King Street Wharf is right next to Barangaroo. That's where the new casino's being built. There's been some residential buildings being built, but there's three first buildings that were built are all office buildings. So you've got, you know, your PWCs, uh, your KPMGs, Macquarie, all, uh, Macquarie whatever you think. There's, a, there's American Express. Mm. Um, there, there's all that. So I, I would say finance industry, but I'm sure there's a gentleman over there looking at me. I don't know if he's looking at me because he wants to beat me up or because he's recognised me. I think I'm sure he'll tell us. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> he'll yeah, we'll ask. Uh, we'll, we'll get onto that. We'll find out who that is and what they're doing. You normally with finance, I look at their watches. That's always a dead giveaway. No, can why? you see no, good watches? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not a watch man. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, Fair a, not a watch uh, man. Yeah, can I ask you all those many years you played for those the yeah. biggest clubs in the world? Would you? Would Manchester United have a Christmas? Yeah, party? We, we'd all have the the whole three teams I played for had Christmas parties, but they were all very much uh, in control as well. And when I say in control, there were some instances that we look back and we laughed at, but there was nothing dangerous. I keep saying this to young people these days because I think sometimes they get the wrong impression. We enjoyed ourselves, no doubt about that. But it's what level of enjoyment, not that puts other people at risk in any type of way, or including yourself or to denigrate somebody else or something like that. You know, if you did anything sort of silly, it would be to yourself or amongst the group. That's where you've got to find the level. Because it doesn't, you know, regardless of what anyone tries to tell you, and I'm saying this to young people, ultimately it won't impress anyone if you do something just to get a laugh at your friends that's really going to put yourselves or somebody else in danger. So you, you, you've got to know your lines. Um, there were, I mean, towards the end at Aston Villa, at Manchester United and Chelsea, we used to take security guards with us as well. I was thinking that. Was yeah, it in, so like, hidden away in a closed-off no, park? No, no, but they knew, they knew, you knew where they were. They were just there because, you know, there are people as well from the public who also look to try to make their name. But in general, we just keep to ourselves. You know what I mean? We'd have some fancy dress parties, but nothing really ridiculous. There'd be food in the afternoon. Obviously, people, yes, they would drink, and we'd have it at a time where there was a, enough space in between games because Christmas period is very, very busy, um, and especially from Boxing yeah. Day. From Boxing Day through to the, the, the FA Cup normally starts on the third round for the big teams, and that's the first week of January. So from that period, Boxing Day to the FA Cup third round, there's usually about four or five games in about eight days. So you've got to be careful. So you've got to have it like maybe early December, but then you've got to be careful if you're in Europe. Europe doesn't finish to about the second week in December, so it's got to be put in there so you just got to be very very careful how and when you do it because of I'm course. telling you now and I'll give you an example of one manager I won't mention his name but he used to turn around and say no problem go out and get drink go out and have a drink if you want to get tipsy and all that no problem but if you get injured within the next week yeah don't bother even telling your agent to come in for a new contract. So you knew what where the yeah. you knew where the, the where <laughs> so. the lines were, yeah? Uh, yeah? now apparently this like um, one, Marky? Hey buddy! <laughs> Marky's in the tourists. Uh, <laughs> I've asked you before. Yeah. Like I'm asking tourists here. It's pretty I mean when you were younger and you were watching Bozzer and Gold, did you ever think you'd be sitting next to him at the Sporting Globe? Yeah, this no, is surreal stuff. <laughs> Still very <laughs> surreal. He dreamed it. <laughs> now, apparently this uh, this Christmas party is a... I've just learned it's an American tech company called NetApp. Oh, um, there you go. Un, un, you, sorry, Unified Data Storage, Integrated Data Services, and Cloud. There we go. Solutions. There we On go. the cloud. There sorry, go. cloud. Uh, sorry, I just there you wrote Clout there. There we go. Super. Um, so right. I guess if we technically we go, we go down, we can go to one of these guys and say, can you get us back up and running? Is that the type of gear? Marky, did you speak to him? I guess so. 
Well, it's me that's keeping all this running, so hopefully we won't need right. that. Fingers crossed. Anyway, great to see him down here anyway, and all, all the very best of them. So, yeah, let's get on to the We will. Now, hey, uh, Bozzo, yeah. um, you came in hot on... Uh, you want to declare this the greatest ever Australian World Cup victory well, I, in I, all codes I, I would ever? Like, look, we've been very spoiled, especially, you have to say, this year. I mean, the Matildas were absolutely outstanding. Um, it completely captured the hearts of the whole nation, um, you know, and, that, but, and they got to the semi-finals. It was a wonderful achievement. And I think anyone that you would speak to amongst the Matildas would testify that it is a double-edged sword, Marky, Professor and Brooksy, playing at home, because it can turn into what we saw with the Indians as well. But in saying that as well, the advantage that you have, I don't care what sport it is, of having a home crowd is huge. There's no doubt about that. Okay, so it takes it a little bit out of the way with now with modern technology in terms of influencing referees or umpires. But in the pantheons of achievements from Australian teams, I think, and I would like people to ring in to give their opinion, I think winning the World Cup in India, in front of 130, 140,000 people, especially after the way they started, I think it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there with, say, you know, like I said, again, different. If you go through every sport, I think, you know, what could we say? Rugby Union, 1999, you'd say World Cup. Uh, AFL, where they have to do something club-wise they haven't got an international competition. Uh, rugby League, from an international perspective, I mean, the, the biggest thing I can think of in Rugby League was in 1990. when the England, No, when Great Britain actually won the first... This is Rugby League. When Great yeah. Britain won the first test at Wembley, and the second test, which I went to as I was a young boy at Manchester United, and so Fergie gave me a Saturday off to go there, and we made about five or six changes. Cliffy Lyons played, Benny Elias played. And Mal Meninga scored the last-minute try. That was an amazing. That was an amazing victory because no one expected that at that time, especially. Um, and let's have a look at that. I mean, the Australian Socceroos um, getting to the last 16 as well uh, in in two World Cups in 2006 in, and also the last World Cup. You'd probably have to say the qualification that night against Uruguay. Yes, but absolutely. I yeah. think this one has got to be up there. I mean, there's been some yeah. other great ones. There's no doubt uh, about the that. The Boomers getting the rose gold, getting the bronze at the last yeah, Olympics after yeah, so many years. Yeah, also, uh, the Opals for go. so many years winning there, silver. Yeah, they all must be up there. I mean, even winning the World Cup back in 1987. Now, I know we played England in the final, but I th I'm not sure somebody can get back to me. I think we might have played India in the semi-final. Um, we were but, huge yeah. underdogs. Yeah, but Massive you can, you can underdogs. check that one. Let's um, have a look here. You know, but the other other finals were relatively, you have to say, convincing. I mean, 1999 was a, was a cakewalk. The final was the semi-final against South Africa, which was unbelievable. Somehow we won that, and somehow South Africa snatched a defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, <laughs> in 2003, it was convincing. 2007, it was convincing. We played Pakistan in 87. Pakistan, England yeah. played there you go. India. Now, what I we were chatting about this on Wednesday. Uh, Michael Vaughan... What, I was, we'd do a podcast with him, and he was saying, on a global scale, yeah. as in not just an Australian you know, point no. of view that it's ours, he was saying, any sport, anywhere, to go into a country like India, have 130,000 people yeah. where every single one is wearing a blue shirt, and they then change the pitches yeah. to suit the home team. It's never happened right. before. Well, this is, but saying. this is coming back to double-edged sword right mm. now. So I can remember, say, I, I can remember the 1991 World Youth Cup in Portugal. So we played the host nation in the semi-final. 120,000 at the Stadium of Light wow. in, in um, Lisbon. So we lost 1-0. The crowd worked for them. But there were occasions during the game, and I'll get on to the Iran one as well, 
where you could tell how it can be a double-edged sword because let's 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 equivalent it if that's a word to cricket. Yeah. So I will, remember uh, yeah. when I saw you and and Gilly mm. and who was uh, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie yeah, at yeah. the pub. Yep. Um, um, because I was charging my car, another story. Anyway, whatever. And uh, <laughs> India at that time were scoring seven and over. Mm. I went upstairs to have my starter and came back down. All of a sudden, Travis Head takes that magnificent Did catch. It, and then Virat. It turns around. So to equivalent it to football, there were times, and we played Iran as well, when uh, 1997 was yeah. 130,000 people. When you have a good spell of possession, like against Iran, unlike against Portugal in the World Youth Cup in 1991, we went ahead. Harry Kuehl scored. Then you can feel the tension and how it starts mm. to get to. And I think that happened with India. So it become, and their fear of failure becomes so much that they actually become scared. Yeah. You could tell because well, they hardly hit a boundary no, in, the last, in the last 15, four, 20 overs. Four boundaries yeah. between overs 11 and See, 40. And that's where it can turn over. All of a sudden you start thinking, and this is where it's important. Another one of those old adages we used to get told all the time, especially as young kids at Man United, play the game, not the occasion. Play the game, not the occasion. And they had the 10 wins leading in at home. Yeah, but I thought that oh, would have given... So much pressure. I would have thought that would have given them massive confidence, to be honest. I thought that would have, You know what I think threw them a little bit? I think it threw them that they that they lost the toss and uh, Cummings decided to bowl. Bowl. I think that threw on them a, a on wee bit. On a pitch that they yeah. prepared for themselves. Yeah, yeah but, but they, were sma- they were fine. I'm telling you now, it's always... And this comes into... You know this as well about rugby league. You know, they say, they say in football, you know, rugby league especially was a little bit more physical game, Mark, here. Yeah? Take out the top man, and let's say that once we got Coley out, and also that catch by Travis, Sharma, that, yeah. that that changed their mentality. And like I said, it went from we're dominating you to we're just going to survive here. We don't want to get embarrassed here. Yeah, yeah. and uh, equivalent is a word. To yes, a, to equate, to consider, or make equal Take or that. equivalent. Boss of the B-Man. Now, if you do want to get involved in the show, maybe you've got an opinion on the Aussie victory. Is it yes. the greatest ever World Cup victory? for any team anywhere. Text in 0457 736 736 uh, or give us a call 1300 01 1170. Uh, just a reminder, we are down at the Sporting Globe. Yeah, and don't forget Perth as well. We're going to Perth, somebody just wrote in. That was from yeah. Paramat. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, thank yeah. you, uh, Paramat. Yes, uh, you are on the run home with John and Fletcher this afternoon. You've got the prof and the boz. Yeah. We'll be back after this. Love that. Yes, welcome back to the run home with John and Fletcher. Yeah. This afternoon, you got the prof and the boss. We're yes. down at the Sporting Globe. Let's go. Sport, sport, sport. Bozzo wants to talk sport. I don't know if, if you've been listening. He's mentioned it a couple of times. Let's go. Um, now, uh, we are live on YouTube. Just a reminder. So, search Joel and Fletch, SEN, and click subscribe. Hey, the phone lines have lit up, Bozzo. Beautiful. The fans let's go. want to chat to you. Just and a reminder. You, and Marky, of course, of and course. Brooksy, let's go. It's 1300 I want to hear from 11, them. I want to hear what's 70. on their mind. What are they thinking? Well, hey, we yeah. can ask one of them right now. Rob? Are you there? Hello, Professor. Boz, how you going, boys? Good, thanks, Rob. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. I'll talk sport all afternoon on SEN if you want. But anyway, yeah, please. A few minutes. No, please. Sir, come uh, on, now, come first, on. Yeah, firstly, on the cricket, boys, I reckon we got a, the biggest get-out-of-jail card in that World Cup ever. We lost the first two games comprehensively against India and South Africa. And in the third game against Sri Lanka, they were none for 120 after a, a few overs. So we were nearly shaking hands with England after that third game in the tournament. It was unbelievable how we Yeah, got but you know what? We shifted, Rob. We, we understood the conditions. All we needed was two and a half matches. And then boom. <laughs> 
Because we no. took off from there, if you remember. Oh, of course. We of course sailed it. Yeah. I, look, I, I hear exactly what Rob's saying, understandably so, but I think if you look at a lot, especially when World Cups are played in this manner, so it was play, it was made, it was was more of a Melbourne Cup rather than a Golden Slipper, i.e. Mm. it was more of a marathon rather than a sprint. It wasn't just a group stage. If I think Rob's right in terms of, if it was a group stage and you got four teams per group, you'd lose your first two games, you're yeah, gone, you're That's home. right, yeah. But this one, and I, this is why I think they got it perfectly because they thought, okay, you know, we can afford, we are good enough, just like the best footballing teams, at, at tournaments like World Cups, we can afford to lose. Look, Argentina won the last World Cup, right? You remember how they started? They lost to Saudi Arabia. Well, yes, South did. Africa that just won the Rugby World Cup, well, they lost this. All right, match. so they can afford to start like that. Now, this is where the courage comes into from the coaching staff to say, can we do that? Because, you know, you're a player, you, you want to start your World Cup, Marky Books. You know, you, you want to start off with a bang, but you realise as you get into later rounds, the less energy that you use in the early rounds, mentally and physically, the better it is for you. And I think Australia actually did that. But I hear what Rob's saying because normally, and remember, I mean, remember they, I was saying that to Adam Gilchrist the other but I remember when they used to have two groups of six and they have then well, the so top you, three you know teams, the sixes. super sixes, yeah. and you carried your points in. I think we would have seen Australia start far, far quicker right. than what they did. Well, next World Cup, it's two groups of seven. Right. They're going to put four extra teams in. Right. Uh, so 14 teams. Okay. Um, and I guess the other thing that you need to remember is for that first game and a half, no Travis Head. So we took him that's, in injured. That's a, he all that's of a sudden, huge. top of the order, yeah, that's huge. shifted everything. That's huge. Sorry, yeah. now, Rob, was that? did you have anything else on that, mate? Yeah, boss, I've got a soccer question for you. Yes, buddy. Do you, to win the Ballon d'Or, do you Ballon have to yeah. win a World Cup? No, you don't. But it does help in a massive way because it is the ultimate prize. Um, the, the one thing I will say, uh, you know, especially coming from, a, you could say, a, a smaller nation in terms of footballing prowess. Although, once the, the new world rankings will come out on November 30th, and I've been told by a good source that we will enter in the top 12% of nations in the world that will be ranked number 25, which is an excellent achievement. Is that our highest ever? Uh, no, I think our highest ever is about 14 or 12 yeah. or something like that. Right. We'll, we'll get that. So, but it does, it does help, especially for somebody. If you look at, say, the, the two that were mainly going for it this year was... Lino Messi and Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland's Norway didn't qualify, so you know, for the World yeah. Cup. And we saw what Messi and Argentina did. So, did. so I think it, it it helps. It's kind of like saying Rob basically like, okay, Erling Haaland he won a treble. I mean, what else could he do? But the fact that Messi won the World Cup, the points that he would have been voted for. Remember, these are votes by every nation's uh, designated journalists, and there's five, four, three, two, one points. So you, you've got to say, overall, it's, it's a fair vote. And I can understand because Messi, it was kind of a little bit like the icing on the cake of what's well, been a wonderful a, career. Uh, there's got to be some legacy there as well. As well 100%. Right? You, but you it was a, it was a great, great achievement. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, yeah. Rob, we've got to take a break here, mate. Thanks for calling in. Keep listening. Thanks, um, Rob. That was great. Very yeah. good questions. Come on. More questions, people. More questions. In-depth sporting questions. Come on. Search your mind. Zero one Find what you want to say. The Oracle is in the house. At, we're very good at listening. Amy with the news. We'll be back. Yes, you are on the run home with John and Fletch this afternoon. You've got the prof and the Bozzo. We are... Pop, pop your microphone on, Bozzo. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Bozzo is... He wants to talk sport. He doesn't want anything outside of sport. He doesn't want no, any if, prof if it, and no, bubble no, no, from no, no, me. No, no, prof, professor, let's go balance. We don't go one extreme to the other. It's a sport show. So let's keep the main thing, as you know, as sport. Sport's However, fine. 
However, if we then veer off a little bit, okay. You'll but, allow it. But the core is yes, sport. Core, Let's yes. go. I want to hear from our people. The core is sport. I, like yeah, I want to hear from our people. These fans of all sports here make this country a great sporting nation. Let's hear what you've got to say. I want to hear something different today. Well, Bozo, the text line is wow. lighting up 0457 736 736. Uh, we got one here. Boz, I've always wondered, who is your all-time favourite soccer goalkeeper? All I've right. always just loved... David Seaman. Yeah. What about you? I, Who's I, your favourite of all time? I love Peter Schmeichel. Going back from the old days, so people remember. I'm sure Mark, you remember some of these names. Pat Jennings, great Irish goalkeeper for Spurs and for Arsenal. Lev Yashin, the fantastic Russian goalkeeper. There was a goalkeeper as well who used to play for the former Yugoslavia called Vladimir Bayera. He was absolutely fantastic. He actually trained me uh, way back uh, in the late 80s, 90s. He, he was absolutely fantastic. Peter Shilton, Neville Southall. Uh, more recently, there's, there's been other ones as well. David De Gea was fantastic. Manuel Neuer, um, I've, I've got Gianluigi Buffon. Um, but when you, looked, when you looked up and there was one that you tried oh, to model yourself on. When I was growing up, well, no, when I was growing up, I, I looked at those earlier, like the Levy Ashens, people like that. Uh, Pat Jennings, Neville Southall, Peter Shilton, Ray Clements, bless his soul, who's passed away as well. And I thought, I'm going to take the best bits out of all of them. You know, Can I ask you there was another name? Belgium goalkeeper. I don't know if people remember. A lot of people won't. I don't want to waffle here because Jean-Marie Faf, he was outstanding as well. So, so a whole range. I used to like what, just like you guys like to watch. You know, you you love your cricket, right? Yeah. And you love your, so you like to you know you know have players that you like to watch mm. from a variety of places. You say, yeah. well, uh, he's good. He's good. He's good he's at that. He's good at that. What made you at that moment? commit to yeah. being goalie because obviously most kids grow up and you're kicking a ball yeah. around uh, you're look, reaching under eights is it yeah you... uh, yeah i used to i used to play up front and my dad likes to tell everybody i was not good enough to play outfield so i went and played in goal and i <laughs> you did okay i think he's right <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i did a lot of hand sports so i played a lot of rugby Ooh. league remember as well you know um you know, if I played rugby league, and as much as we grew up together, remember, Brad Fittler and I, but as I tell him continually, uh, and I also tell Anthony Mundine as well, they never would have played for Australia and New South Wales if I chose rugby league. So they were delighted <laughs> when I chose football. So uh, rugby league at school, we did a lot of boxing. Uh, there was AFL was just coming in. So I used my hands a lot. And I, I look, I, it was one thing, to be honest, I, uh, it was one thing I thought at my time, I, I'm actually all right at this. You know, I want to concentrate on my strengths, which weren't many. So that was it. And I thought, I just want to be the best I possibly can be. Watching Craig Johnson win that FA Cup with Liverpool in 86, I was like, I want to, be, I want to do that one day. You have, I have to say, and people might not know this about oh. you, you have remarkably large hands. Oh, thank you. That phone looks tiny. It looks like a Nokia <laughs> 2082 well, temp. Hey, uh, Dan from North Lakes has called in. Hi, have, Dan. You, have you got a question for the bozzer? Dan? Are you there, Dan? Let's move on to Peaches. Peaches? You there, Peaches? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Hi, Peaches. Talk to us. Hey, hey, Paul. You two are thoroughly entertaining. I love listening to you both. Thank um, you, Peaches. Brother, I want to get your thoughts on the, the National Second Division, the news that came out. What are your thoughts on it? I, I think a it's a wonderful bit of a worry from some fans. Oh, I know, I know, and I, I if you want to, if you want, I know. Look, and I want to address that quickly, okay? Just quickly for those fans. And I've seen some of the things on social media. Everyone's welcome to our sport. Now, just remember as well, there were times in the past where some people, when they used to come, say, to a game of, oh, we won't even mention a nationality, but a national, sort of a team that's got a nationality behind them, right? And sometimes, yes, I could understand because sometimes there were there were times where, um, you know, a lot of people spoke their own language and they probably didn't weren't as welcome. Just remember that 
a lot of these old clubs back then, this is 30 years ago, remember, right? They helped people that who came from overseas to assimilate into Australian society. So, you know, I think there was a little bit of perhaps ignorance on both sides, not in a bad way. It was more fear than anything else. But I'm telling you now, there isn't a club that has been named in those eight who don't, number one, advocate for all nationalities and races to come and play for them, to come and support them. And they just want to be part of the Australian sporting landscape. And if there isn't, you'll have it from me. From me. Mm. From somebody who's, who's came from, you know, from a, an immigrant who came to Australia in 1959. Um, I will come down there with you and say, listen, are you making this person feel welcome? No problem whatsoever. But I truly believe that they will. It's a great step forward to make the league, when I say the league, the whole of football, part as one. Because eventually we want promotion relegation. Yes, eventually, absolutely. I don't really, you know, you have a look at some of the teams. Marky will tell you there's some of the badges on some of the teams. For example, AC Milan, if you have a look at their badge, they've got, they've got the, 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 the flag of St. George, the English flag, because it was originally started by Englishmen. Yes. Okay, yeah. there's a team in, I think it's in either Argentina or Chile, please one of our South Americans ring, I think it's Argentina, called Arsenal. All right, there's, so there's all that all around. No problem whatsoever, you know. And I always think it's always good to say, oh, you know what, this club actually originally started as this way back when. Look, and, and if people don't feel this way, I'm not trying to make them feel the way, but the bottom line is I'm born here. My son's born here. My daughter's born. We're all born here. And all they want to be is part of the Australian sporting landscape. In the past, they felt as though that a lot of people pushed them to the side. There's a lot of people that still feel that happens still. But the bottom line is... You know, as I say to them as well, whether you think that or not, it's, in my opinion, it's a it's incumbent upon you to say, open your arms and say, we're here, we're here, we want to be part of the sporting landscape. There's so many people play football in this country. Everybody There's, plays. Well, football. Ne there needs to be more pathways. I'm that's with you. All? I'm with you. Uh, Hope, sorry, Peaches, thank I went you, Peaches. For so long, but great, Did that answer great your question? question, top question. Peaches. Peaches is top to, question. Uh, to top question. Up. No, top question, mate. Terrific. Really good. Understandable, Peaches, too. Peaches, we'll let you go. Thank you. Dan, are you there? Yeah. Hi, there? Dan. G'day, Got a question for us? Dan from North Lakes. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. I've been an Aston Villa supporter a long, long time ago. Oh, good. Good man. Are, are they playing well now, huh? Oh, it's great. Happy Superb. It. Yeah, I read, about, I read about the kangaroo kick when I moved over to England. As a 16-year-old. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, well, actually, my question for you is, do you ever regret joining Man United? Uh, no, because my uh, originally I was there. I can understand where you're coming from, Greg. But, uh, sorry, uh, Dan. Originally I was there, and my dream was to win the Premier League. And I believe that in that next window that I had more of a chance of winning it with Manchester United than I did with Aston Villa. We've been very close. We've been around the top four, top five for three or four years, but I've become convinced, understandably, it's no problem because Man United were the Manchester City of the day in terms of their spending prowess and so forth. And remember as well, one thing that would have changed probably from today is that today the top four teams go into the Champions League. I wanted to play Champions League mm. as well. So I believe by staying at Aston Villa, I might have won another domestic trophy. I may have won an FA Cup or a third league cup, but I didn't believe I'd have a shot at the Champions League or the Premier League and... Hence, if you win the Champions League, you go in the World Club Championship. Well, I got, then I ended up winning two out of those three in a very short time. So, no regrets, no. But I, I've, I've got a massive special place in my heart for Aston Villa. Always look out for how they go. Thanks for calling in, Dan. Greg, Sansuzzi, you got a question for Bozza?
Greg. Hello. Oh, well oh hey, Greggy. How you, mate? How are you? There you go. Mate, I'm sensational. Derby day tomorrow, so feeling good. Oh, good man. Good man. Uh, who are you supporting? I'm an FC man from the beginning. Ah, Sydney FC. Sydney FC. All right. And uh, I know one of our, uh, well, our top producer here, Nathan Brooks, who basically keeps the whole station going. He's going, you're going to the match as well, I'm Mark. Going going? As well, yes, Professor's going. Going, going as well. And guess what? The Boz is going as well. Oh, oh, wow. Go on my the Instagram. Treble. I got a wonderful invite from, sorry to interrupt you here, Greggy, <laughs> but I got a wonderful invite from Andrew Redmayne and Ryan Grant to come. And I, of course I'm going to come. Yeah, what an absolute honour to be invited by them too. So, Derby Day tomorrow. So, what, what do you want to ask about that, Greggy, or other derbies? Uh, other derbies. You played okay. in Manchester. You played in Birmingham. Did you play in derbies in either? And which one was the most memorable? I played in Manchester derbies as a young kid, not in the full first team, because at the time I was playing in the first team, most regular, Manchester City were in Division 2, I think, at that time, maybe in the championship. But I did play in a Birmingham derby, and that was ferocious, absolutely ferocious. That was in the League Cup, I think, in 1993-94, so it was a two-legged game. And boy, and the funny thing is, for the first game, would you believe, we all love this, Brooksy, Professor, Marky, mm. the Bozo was on the bench. He was out the team, right? He decided, he, he had an argument about the national team. Australia had banned me from playing. Nigel Spinker was an excellent goalkeeper, won the European Cup back in 1982 for Aston Villa. He, was play, he gets injured in that derby game. He's me thinking, although I've got no chance of playing anyway, right? So I have to go on, right? And now I start thinking about earlier that day, the police had come down saying, right, if we get this certain signal... We've had intelligence. There's going to be trouble. You've got to run off the pitch. And I couldn't remember what it was. So I remember saying to the assistant coach, Jim Barrett, Jim, and by the way, what was the signal from the police? You have to run. He goes, don't worry. Just go on there and play. Like, so the whole game, I was thinking myself, wait for that signal. There was no like signal. Team America, right. the one so so I have to say that one, Greg. That was ferocious. We luckily won that one 1-0. One we won the return. But, boy, that, that was I, – I, I, I never knew – how coming from Australia, how intense that derby was. That was huge. So, Birmingham City, Aston Villa, that was like, whoa, there you go. Might have been the signal that they use in Ted Lasso. You know, I know well, you haven't watched it, as, but you know, it's no, the, as one of my it's the team, bird. As oh, one of my bird. Irish teammates, Marky, Steve Staunton said to me afterwards that we'd won. So, he was like having a crack. He's always had a crack at the Bozzo when we won because they started keeping calming down, right? Yeah. He went, oh, well, yes. He went, how's this for a signal, mate? If you look up, yeah? And you see no players on the pitch. Don't you think maybe you should run up the pitch? I went, that's a good point, Stevie. That's a good point, buddy. Yeah? Yes, you are on the run home with the prof and the balls this afternoon. Coming to you from the Sporting Globe. This Christmas party's kicking off. We've just had a bunch of people come over and get photos with the balls. Oh, yeah. Very excited. Are you very famous? Iran, did the man well, say? Well, yeah, they, they like me from Iran because they beat us back in 97. So they think it's great. So, okay, whatever. Who was the A grade that got on the net? I can't remember. Oh, that didn't have nothing to do that with that. Yeah, that was a. I'll tell you what, everything to do with it. Yeah, we, uh, we were winning 2 0 cruising, so like you got to the top of the mountain and got a nosebleed. Fell back down. That's what happened, buddy. <laughs> Forget about somebody coming on the pitch and all that. Yeah? All right, well, let's Simple not bring up the wall, right? But uh, you know what? No, no, no. I'm just saying to you, fair play, and they won, like I said to you. But that's what they love me. They always say to me, oh, we love you so much. And I said, yeah, I bet you do, because you beat us. <laughs> <laughs> I love everyone I beat. <laughs> uh, now, the run home with Joel and Fletch, that's brought to you by Hyundai. Big thanks to them, the Hyundai Kona N line. Imagine to be bold. All right, let's do some of this. All right, what are we on to? It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, fans listening uh, to the Bulls this afternoon, you are an NRL tragic, as we know. Yeah, of course. Um, Para, 
is your team most of the time? Sometimes most Roosters? Of, yeah, 100%. Sometimes 100%. Roosters. And I, you know what? And this Panthers team yeah, are something special. They are really special. To think what they've done in an era where there's that ridiculous communistic salary cap. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right? And, and all those other restrictions, to what, what uh, Ivan Cleary uh, has achieved with that side um, has been absolutely amazing. They should be so proud of themselves. And I'm just really, you know, this is what makes it such, to be honest, it's so funny, it's ironic, it makes it an even better achievement. But the fact that they have to look to offload players for being successful yeah. is so wrong. Is so wrong. What message are you sending out to the whole, what, so you'd be really successful that you're going to have to go somewhere else, really? Come on, man. You've got to do then, something about that. I'm, I'm, Bozo, I'm, if I can I'm just saying to, you. Yeah, you can. And well, I'll let you go. I, I want to use the example I just want to make a plea okay. to Peter Valandis and... Uh, Andrew Abdo. And, uh, Andrew Abdo speaks very, very well. Guys, please. You, you know, you really want to have a point of difference? I said, drop the salary cap. Now, people are going to tell us, oh, I was going to... No, it won't. The salary cap is to ring fence teams with bigger turnovers who have got greater history and to make sure that... No one can come from the out. Like, just say, for example, Professor, like mm. you and I went into a data company and we made billions. Well, I know some people. Well, yeah. you know, I'd go, no, I'd go, buy, I'd go buy Parramatta and I'd go, mate, listen, you do what you want, your side of money. I'm going to buy Parramatta. I want them to be champions. Well, I'd have to wait because I can only spend so much. How ridiculous is but, that? Bozo, let's use the go. Scottish Premier now, now, League. Is, Here's my argument. Now, this Scottish is your, Premier your side now, yeah? Every year, Rangers or Celtic. All right, but if you, you're Hibs or Hearts you're using, or... You're using a second-tier league. I'm, okay, I'm all right, talking let me about, go again. I'm talking about the best, <laughs> Sorry, the best, the best rugby league team, uh, league in the world. Well, let's talk uh, La Liga. La Liga, good. So, yeah. Same two teams every year, maybe three if you're lucky. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair comment. APL, APL yeah. four, five, four to five. Yeah, okay. But Surely, remember as well, Sheffield, you know. very, very good point, but can I just stop you there? Yeah, right. go on. All right, here's the big difference. You have your equaliser, which they don't. Guess what it is? It's called the final series. So uh, these these yeah, are the same four teams in the finals no, every they, year. But these are the these are leagues which are again coming back to my Melbourne Cup marathon as opposed to a sprint. You've got the biggest equaliser, the top eight. This is why I think you should have more prominence as well. Who wins the minor premiership? Don't you point yeah. your finger no, at me? No, you know what I'm saying. When, when you're in preseason as a player, you know you don't think. Oh, you know what? I just want to come third, so then I'll get ready for the finals. <laughs> you want to win the league, buddy? Yeah, I know. So this is the whole year. Scotland, but, they play each other like 500 times. No, they play each other three times, right? So the, 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 the better teams over a long period of time, yes. But when you've got that equaliser, so you could finish 20 <laughs> points. I'm getting the wind-up. We'll get, get back into this. I'm getting the hard... We'll Drop the salary cap now! <laughs> uh, anyway, Madge Maguire is stepping away from the Kiwis. <laughs> is that, he? Was, that was the news. Well, we don't have time so now. We should, no, Take so a break. We should, so We're we going to So we should. We should. <laughs> Yes, you are on the run home with John and Fletcher this afternoon. You've got the Prof and the Bozo. We're coming to you from the Sporting Globe down at uh, King Street. Well, it's really kicking off in here, Bozo. The, these guys are really starting to have some fun. Yeah, let them have their fun. Let's talk about sport again. We're going brilliant, mate. I, now, really, I really like your point. with the Saturday. That's a great conversation. I love people to call in and see what their opinions are. Yeah, do, should the NRL drop the salary cap? We also brought up luxury tax. happens in yeah. these American... Put it this way. There must be some way. You, in my opinion, you can't... It'd be like... Okay, it'd be like, just say, for example, okay, let's say, let's take Sir Frank Lowy, for example, right? Can you imagine when he built his first Westfield market, that somebody from the government turns around and says, all right, that's it, you can't build anymore. You can't. Have, if you want to have a society where people are striving to be successful, not mediocre, you can't do that. So there's this situation with the boy uh, Luai, right? Is it yeah, Luai, right? Yeah, it's Luai. So, so I don't understand it. it, it the Panthers, I'm sure, if they, if they could... We'd probably pay the extra 200 or 300, but they probably can't because of the salary cap. Yep. How ridiculous! 
Well said. Text in, what do you think? Should we get rid of the salary cap? 0457 736. Match McGuire as well after the break. Surely you could get an audience with Andrew Abdo or Peter Valenti. I've seen him at the fish market. I'll tell the next time at the fish market. All right, well.